Hello and welcome to the scan. We are excited to bring you this episode which is part of the George Institute for Global Health series. As a senior program supervisor at the George Institute, Nimala Balaji was working on a research project aimed at improving mental health care access in villages of West Godavari district of Andhra Pradesh. This was in 2014. He and his team members conducted a survey of all the houses in the villages selected to be studied. They mapped each house and listed the number of members of the house. At the time, people agreed to help them with this project, but they were not prepared to talk about mental illnesses. When we are asking them uh, the questions, uh, uh, so now then they are reacted uh, in a different manner. so why people are asking you and uh, me so i don't have any mental health issue but you are asking everything to me uh, you go and uh, ask those people those who are suffering with the mental health issues balaji said that the team tried to convince them that they were just taking opinions related to mental health the george institute was trying to get health services at nearby primary health care centers but they had to spend nearly 45 minutes with each respondent he said so many people uh, that they are telling the only one thing i mean i am not a mental health problem and even uh, nobody is in our house suffering the mental health issues uh, why you are uh, coming to my house repeatedly uh, so we are not interested to support you and we are not willing to give any information what the people are saying is that the problem of mental illness is not in their house but in someone else's nobody in my house are suffering with the mental health issues and why you are asking the same questions uh, they don't want to disclose if someone is uh, suffering with the same problem in their house or someone uh, they if they are suffering with that problem they are not ready to disclose the issue because they think that because of the stigma if if they disclose uh, the information uh, people uh, will react negatively against the person against their against the family they may uh, treat them differently Stigma related to mental health is one of the major barriers to seeking mental health care all over the world. Hi, I'm Menaka Rao, the host of this podcast. In this podcast, we will delve into stigma related to mental health, how it affects access to mental health care, and the different ways in which it can be dealt with. Dr. Pallab Molik, the deputy director at the George Institute, heads all the projects related to mental health. The anti-stigma campaign of the institute is part of an inter-country project called Indigo, standing for International Study of Discrimination and Stigma Outcomes. The George Institute's Indigo project is looking to understand the culturally relevant practices related to stigma in Faridabad, Haryana, which is still ongoing. In the previous episode. We explain how the smart mental health projects in Andhra Pradesh's West Godavari district and Faridabad district in Haryana were developed and helped increase access to mental health. The Faridabad project as we discussed earlier is still ongoing. The smart mental health project smart standing for the systematic medical appraisal referral and treatment aims to increase access to mental health care in villages using mobile health technology. but this is possible only when stigma is addressed when people are able to accept that mental illnesses are something that can strike anyone and that getting help for it 
is the same as getting help for treating any other disease. The George Institute project started addressing the stigma early on in the project. But first, let's try to understand stigma. One of the classical definitions of stigma comes from sociologist Irving Goffman. He based his work called Stigma, Notes on Management of Spoiled Identity, on autobiographies and case studies. He wrote that stigma is an attribute, behavior or reputation which is socially discrediting. Stigma often manifests itself in outright discrimination. Mercy and Daniel, the program manager mental health in the George Institute, is a trained psychiatric health worker and has studied stigma perceptions in India extensively. There are different forms of stigma. There's a direct form of stigma and then there's an indirect form of stigma. So the direct form of stigma would be more in terms of discrimination. So people discriminate people who have mental illnesses. And how this disc discrimination can work is in terms of not giving someone a job, not renting out a house to someone. Discrimination can be in terms of very subtle ways, in terms of, you know, uh, prejudicial discrimination. You say that people who have mental illnesses are dangerous. You can have stigma in terms of how the media portrays people with mental illness, how the media sensationalizes, you know, uh, suicide, like the entire Sushant's uh, thing. So this comes under uh, something which may be called as structural forms of stigma. Stigma is understood almost interchangeably with discrimination. Amanpreet Kaur, a research fellow at the George Institute, is also a practicing clinical psychologist. Stigma actually means that, you know, a blur or a disgrace, you know, as if it's a dhabba on the, you know, particular person's character uh, when we go into the literal translation. However, when we understand it in terms of mental illness stigma, I mean, it's seen that people, you know, who understand English language usually understand what stigma is. But when you actually try to uh, tell people that, you know, what do you understand by stigma and discrimination, they might understand discrimination Hindi. But the stigma Hindi is a big question mark. That's what we realize while developing the culturally relevant toolkit, right? Discrimination is one manifestation of stigma. The other manifestations of stigma are through sheer ignorance or misinformation and a problem of attitudes of prejudice. Sudha Kallakuri, the research fellow with the George Institute, worked on the West Godavari project. She is trained in biotechnology and clinical research, but switched gears and started doing community-based research in the George Institute. So, uh, when we actually approached the community and we went and we introduced ourselves and we wanted to just get a sense of what kind of issues are there and all, um, most of it, it seemed as if, you know, people were uh, uh, talking about the extreme mental health conditions rather than the uh, normal and the most common uh, conditions there. And uh, the moment we spoke about, they were taken aback. They again uh, used to associate mental illnesses uh, based on what they have seen in movies or uh, uh, in in some uh, stories or uh, any kind of discussions they would have had with which were again related to you know they they actually described as someone with torn clothes someone who has uh, who's just walking uh, around the streets throwing stones at um, uh, others and uh, you know not realizing what he's talking just blabbering something 
the study tried to capture the attitudes that manifest due to the stigma kallakuri explained the process initially when we did the baseline we were taking uh, data on uh, the stigma aspects of uh, the data like you know where did you hear and how did you come to know did you ever uh, see or talk or uh, see anybody talking about it and uh, what we also uh, took some information about the attitudes like uh, we used in these these were also validated standardized tools that were actually used in other studies it actually captured information on the attitudes and behaviors also of people uh, who uh, from the community there were some statements that were posed uh, to those people when we were interacting with them they did mention that they should not be like you know get uh, getting married because they will be a problem to the uh, family and and there were people who felt that uh, you know uh, people with mental mental illnesses cannot take up any responsibilities they just have to be at home her colleague and fellows research fellow siddhar devarapalli spoke of cultural beliefs related to stigma devarapalli is a trained anthropologist and has worked extensively with tribal groups and explained the nuanced differences in the ways in which families with mental illnesses were treated in tribal villages he said that there was sympathy for people with mental illnesses but it is not seen as a health issue it was seen as a condition which cannot be helped so the kind of perceptions the people were having is that these kind of um, common mental disorders are not mental disorders it is only the severe mental disorders and it is because of they have done something wrong in their uh, previous birth so that's why they were cursed and they are like undergoing this and the other point is that they are like more sympathetic to these kind of people rather than just looking into uh, these kind of mental disorders as a health issue uh, another extreme condition is that they think that these are the people uh, who might harm others so they might uh, uh, say something uh, or they might slap them at uh, all of a sudden or they will beat them or they will throw some stones so there were some uh, cases where uh, the neighbors uh, who are like uh, having a child or someone in their family who is suffering from mental illness so they were fine in terms of treatment because unlike in other places or literature that says that even a family is like uh, stigmatized but in scheduled tribe areas we haven't seen like such conditions uh, it is fine to accept if anybody is suffering in their family the sympathies do not extend to mental illnesses related to addiction but alcohol consumption is not acceptable to many uh, that is treated in a different way particularly with uh, men if they are uh, consuming alcohol and coming back home and if they are making any kind of uh, uh, quarrel or fights with their family members it is considered to be one of the degrading thing for the family so that's how it is stigmatized rather than 
considering it as a um, mental illness. So it is the perception of the people that alcohol consumption is wrong. So once it is a wrong practice, the person who is involved in that and also behaving in a different way is not acceptable to the community. So in that way, the person and the family is stigmatized. And there is, after that, there is no support or there is uh, no helping hand to this person or to the family. How to overcome that? Nobody has any clue. The stigma emanating from the lack of information reduces the access to mental health care. Mental illness is seen as a curse or a personal feeling that cannot be treated. Medical treatment is a lot of Instead of seeking medical treatment, people go to quacks and medicine men. They don't think of medical treatment. When people are completely desperate, after they have visited many such quacks, they go to the hospital. One of our ASHA workers who is working with us said that she had a mental health issue. She told me that they had taken her to many places, but not medical doctors. She told me that I used to feel suffocated. I did not want to work. I did not want to speak with anyone. I wanted to be left alone. I would cry suddenly. I do not like anything. I stand and swirl, go round and round. She told me she didn't know what was happening. When she came for our training, she told us that she had a mental health problem for a long time. She was left at her mother's house. Only after she took training with us and decided to go to the doctor, she said she felt better. She said that she had wasted so much time. I would not have suffered so much. These societal perception also affect the way the person with mental illness looks at herself. Core explains self-stigma and how it is connected to social stigma. There, there is something called a self-stigma as well as a you know public stigma, the social stigma what people think about you and what you think about your own self and if you look into the psychological concepts you know how you think about yourself uh, it's somewhere or the other is affected by how people are thinking about you what people say to you talk to you you know and as you grow up and that's how you start uh, forming your own identity that's how you start thinking that yeah this is how you look like this is how you are and at the same that once that identity is formed you center around the idea okay fine this is who i am how you see that the world might be looking at you that's how exactly you are looking at your own self that's how you see the per- people are perceiving you and when you go through the same things you start you know believing in the same things that yeah people might be thinking that about me people may not be thinking that about you it's you who thinks that the people might be thinking about you. Daniel said that this self-stigma also becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Self-stigma. So this is a very interesting where, you know, it's like a, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. 
so someone who has so much uh, you know experience direct forms of stigma will internalize and say that i am actually not good enough so why should i apply for a job because i am not good enough to apply for a job so you self stigmatize yourself dr pallab molik who is a principal investigator of these research projects said that stigma has to be addressed head on so stigma plays a huge role in how uh, as you saying self stigma like how you perceive yourself like how are you affected by the mental health uh, symptoms uh, do you see yourself capable enough to do uh, work or not so uh, so in that respect stigma is definitely there but also at a community level uh, stigma plays a role in how people perceive you and your abilities to function in the society so if um, we don't address both of this like at individual level stigma as well as government uh, as a community level stigma then it becomes very difficult for people with mental disorders or for any stigmatizing condition per se to um, get better and to function appropriately in the community so uh, addressing those um, issues head on by having appropriate uh, mental health awareness campaigns and anti stigma uh, materials is absolutely important uh, to break those um, thought processes those myths that people may have about uh, people with mental disorders being violent or uh, people with mental disorders not being able to function appropriately one of the techniques used is what is called social contact that is showcasing the success stories of people who have mental illness core talks about how this technique works because when people talk about mental illness it's something which is you know opri hawa that's the word which is used in rural areas and in other areas also that it's something which is you know external it's something alien and if you go through it you have no idea how to deal with it how how to you know go about it how would you increase the referrals or uptake of services by increasing the awareness amongst people that this is an illness these are the symptoms and you might need help for that how do we do, do you know go about um, increasing the awareness in terms of the intervention known as social contact so social contact is a word basically you know the successful stories of people let's say a person with mental illness who might have taken medicines and who recovered from that that that's a successful story you know that person is a so when that person would come in contact with the general public um as part of the training or the campaign and talk to people that this is what happened and this is what i've done and so this is known as social contact you're actually um so the poor people will be identifying with that person from the same community at the same time people will be like okay fine so it's okay to talk about it this is a person who is from our community who has gone through the similar things and has actually recovered but this particular strategy when you showcase that video or when you screen that video you know um in different localities in different rural areas so people do consider okay fine this person is able to talk about it this person also took medicines it's not just that the trainers and the field staff people are saying that no no aapko ye karna chahiye you should take medicines you should do this but a person who has gone through the same experiences and is talking to you that has a different effect altogether that's what we call social contact daniel said that this technique has been proven very effective 
they found a volunteer in the Andhra Pradesh site. Research shows that this is the most most effective strategy of uh, you know reducing uh, stigma. This is the most effective strategy. So using this concept, we have we've developed a video where a person who is an MBA person he speaks about his own uh, mental health problem. You know how he had depression because he used to have alcohol. And then how we met a person, met a psychiatrist, a mental health professional, and how we got better. And his mother also kind of joins in and speaks about it. So that's converted in a video. Volunteers are not easy to find. In the Faridabad study, they could not find a single person who was willing to volunteer his story as an inspirational tale. So it was at, at, at a very initial stage of our study where uh, the Ashas could identify a couple of people who had uh, you know mental health problems and we tried to approach them and we told them that we would want to make a video on this so that you could you know uh, talk about your experience and this would be used as a as an anti-stigma campaign material and we don't censor that if you want to speak we will show your face with all consent and all we take everything and we show but we didn't find a single 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 person in fact, when we broached and we, 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 we kind of went with this idea to the family members, they were highly offended. They were like, uh, they, they didn't actually, they, they didn't allow us to, to go ahead. And they, they blankly told us that, nahi, hum, humare beti ya humare beta ya bhai ya is video So this gives you the extent which you know stigma is still prevalent the george institute researchers also developed other kinds of communication tools to increase awareness then there are other animation videos also you know where we are uh, focusing on the mental health uh, stigma related ignorance prejudice and discrimination involved how things happen and we have made it very very culturally uh, you know uh, uh, it's very culturally adapted the, the sound and the music would be haryana based uh, the dresses, the pe how people dresses in those particular videos. These are animation videos. So people can relate to it. If people will be relating to it, it's more effective, of course. Right. And then uh, we have the IEC materials, the information and materials, so which include certain brochures, pamphlets, which uh, flip books where more images are there and less of text so that, you know, even if a person who's uh, who cannot read, write, um, can just look at the picture and understand. Um, and then we have the drama, the theater. So the live version where, you know, they'll be showcasing or, you know, the portrayal of how uh, mental illness can develop. You know, maybe it could be a general stressor, a daily stressor, how it develops, what you can do about it. What is your responsibility as a citizen or as a neighbor, as a relative or as a person who would want to help them? And it can be treated and it is okay to have it. And it is all around us. So these are the messages in that particular drama. So where all we cannot do the live drama, there'll be a recorded version screening. So these are the, you know, different uh, ways where we are using, you know, use of media, use of information and education material, use of videos, whatever we can use and it as part of the door-to-door -door campaign. Nimana Balaji speaks of how one such live play screening affected villagers in West Godavari. We have conducted a uh, live play in uh, in those villages 
actually uh, which was a real story of a person who uh, suffered uh, with the mental health issues uh, she almost gone to uh, severe mental health uh, patient later she was uh, uh, taken the proper uh, medication now she was uh, but she was a normal uh, now she is normal person so that story uh, we have played uh, in the villages when we organized this one uh, so people of that uh, concerned villages so many people are personally met us and they almost uh, started crying so that uh, this is very inspirational story uh, because of this live play we came to know that uh, how uh, we need to uh, behave with those uh, such people those who are suffering with uh, mental health issues we now clearly understand because of the your george institute study so now onwards uh, uh, definitely we will uh, change from our mind change our mindset also and we will give support to those who are suffering with, the, with these such kind of uh, people those who are suffering with the mental health issues so like that we got the positive response from the villages also Using multimedia approaches has shown good results in the trial in Andhra Pradesh. In 2016, a research study published in the peer-reviewed journal Psychological Medicine showed that anti-stigma campaigns helped in improving attitudes and behaviors related to those having mental health issues. The social contact and drama was the most beneficial intervention the study showed so it involved uh, using uh, multimedia approaches and all those uh, were put in a package of uh, anti stigma campaign which was then uh, shared with the community in different ways and uh, that was very well received uh, we had actually done a assessment of uh, baseline stigma before we went in and after we finished the study and also two years down the line and across all the post intervention uh, assessments that we did both immediately after the intervention and also two years down the line we continue to see positive trends in the way people perceive uh, uh, mental health uh, stigma shoulder reduction over time as did an increase in mental health awareness the study has implications for lower middle income countries some of the uh, strategies that the government is using to uh, raise mental health awareness and um, reduce stigma that i think needs to be enhanced to a great degree because it still uh, is based on some age old principles of using brochures and pamphlets and and basically sharing that information to the with the people there is actually little engagement with the community it's more like you coming in throwing a piece of paper at me and saying read it and then take action on it so that doesn't work in the community the central government is recommending that needs to be um, improved upon using more evidence based guidelines and and tools and strategies that can help uh, reduce uh, stigma and enhance uh, service delivery using well known multimedia techniques effectively can help reduce the stigma about mental illnesses in the country make sure You subscribe to the scans so you don't miss any episode. You can find us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts.